Tony Chapman is here from Chatter That Matters, which you can now listen to as a podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Nice to have you. Good. Happy Friday, Tony Chapman. Happy Friday, John Moore. Nice to be back with you. Um, here to talk today about ideas about reviving the Canadian Legion, because I think a lot of people think of the Legion as being very, very old-fashioned, because it was all about World War II, and then, of course, Korea, but mostly even young veterans were not hanging out. Although in some towns, I know, it is the, the beating heart of that town. It's where they have weddings and bingo games and everything else. I remember throwing a couple of parties at Legions when I was a teenager, so it's, it is definitely a, a hub. But these poppies are so important for the Legion because they provide funds to help veterans of every age. And those funds are, I mean, what's just so sad? I mean, these are people that served our country. They go to food, essential home repairs, mental health, prescriptions, transportation. I mean, th these dollars are needed, and yet the poppy sales have dropped right off the map and uh, I think we've all got to do our part to uh, to support the people that uh, served us. Well and certainly I think in my case I'm on like my sixth poppy so I've I've ponied up considerable amounts of cash but you're right it seems I, I walk the streets and I don't see a lot of poppies. You don't and I think part of the problem is not so much that people are just saying it, it, it's, a, it's a state of the economy there's not a lot of dollars but there's not a lot of free cash in our pockets because more since the pandemic more and more people have gone cashless. They're just using tap and go. And I think that's a big part of the problem where I've been at stores saying, oh, God, I got to get my poppy. I have no cash on me. Right. So and they don't it's not like you can put it on the credit card because the money goes to the store versus it. So I think there's a couple of things the Legion can do to really revamp sales. And in fact, maybe even have the attitude, why can't we grow those sales versus see it every year? Uh, the poppy fall off. OK, so what would you recommend? Two things I'd do right away. One, I would, much like we did supporting local heroes with the neon heart, I think it'd be beautiful to people if they could buy a neon poppy from the Legion and put it in their window and have something that really stood out for, at the very least, October and November, but really made a statement that we support those who support us. I think there's a lot they can do with licensing the poppy. Right now, everybody's sort of boring and stealing it, but licensing it so that people can, you know, for example, just have a poppy flag and have the Legion realize that they should be thinking of this as their Mickey Mouse. And then the third thing is tap machines. So anytime you have a poppy box, you can tap your, your debit or credit card, take a poppy and give $5. And I think all three of those things aren't hard to do, but I think they would be material in terms of the money they'd raise. Interesting, because I know that they have been trying to bring this up to date, you know, the whole annual tradition. But a lot of it has been about telling stories, for example, online. And the stuff you're recommending is actually, it's almost like merch. Yeah, it is. Make it like merchandise. And I, I love the storytelling, but they're not connecting enough with the youth. I think they almost got to have these stories from their great grandfathers and great grandmothers. What life was like back then. They were the same age as those kids on the street, but they were they had to go off and surf and really try to personalize for the youth. Uh, the storytelling, because we tend to look at the stories from a perspective as a hundred years ago. I'd almost want to fast forward it and have those young kids imagine it was them at age 17, 18, and 19, uh, going off to spend five years in a ditch, uh, fighting for the freedoms that we take, that we love and cherish. So lots to do, but I just think just simply revenue, which they desperately need, a couple of easy things that could get that, uh, get those poppy sales, uh, growing and, uh, and much needed money for our, our veterans. Good thinking. Thanks, Tony. Good to have you.
Thanks, John. Have a great one. Tony Chapman, host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters. And Tony talking about young people trying to identify with these people because they've only ever known old people who had gone to World War II in Korea. And so they never think about them when they were 19, 18 years old. But a story I love to tell is about a guy codenamed in the Second World War, Charlie Brown, because his plane went down in France and he became a behind the lines um, spy, basically. But years later, and he was the father of Rick Moffat, a friend of mine and broadcaster in Montreal. Years later, he was a consultant on a World War II movie. And he got up out of his chair at one point and went to the director and said, these kids, are, they're all too young. You know, I don't know where you found these actors, but they're too young. And so the director went through and they were like 21, 23, 25 years old. And he said, okay, I guess I forgot what youth looks like. So speaking of Remembrance Day, um, I'm going to tell a story on the show. And I think we probably only have time for one of these clips right now, but we'll play uh, another one a little later on. But I did an interview this year with Pam Fusili, and she is a woman probably a couple of years younger than me. Her grandfather stormed the beaches of Dieppe, which was disastrous, and ended up being held in a POW camp by the Germans for three and a half years. So we talked, first of all, about his service, and then we'll find out how she's been closing the loop on this and came into possession of something he wore that day at Dieppe. He and uh, nearly 500 other Canadians landed on Blue Beach as part of the the raid on Dieppe. And as a lot of your listeners will know, uh, they knew they were coming. It was not a surprise as it should have been. They landed on Blue Beach, which if you've ever seen the cliffs that they that are right at the beach, you know, isn't the select spot that you would say is ideal for something like this. So you kind of question why why it happened. But he landed on the beach. And German was behind him with a gun and he went quietly is what he said. Um, that's always been the, the quote that my mom uses. He was on the beach um, very early and, you know, was taken prisoner of war and marched to the POW camp. Although uh, apparently he was one of a group of men who uh, tried to escape between the beach and the POW camp and was recaptured. Thanks to the internet and a lot of research, Pam Fusili found out a while ago that an item belonging to her grandfather that he had with him that day was in a private memorabilia collection in the UK. And I'll tell you the rest of that story later on in the show.